The Pentagon leaker has been found, arrested, and certainly will spend a long time in jail. Biden takes a trip to Ireland where he embarrasses us and the world with all of his stupid stories. And Lindsey Graham hasn't found a war that he doesn't like yet. All today, Eric's America. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. We will make America strong again. Hello and welcome back. I hope you've had a good weekend. I did. I did. I enjoyed the uh, summer-like weather here. It was uh, it was pretty awesome. Uh, it's going away now, which is quite depressing. But uh, I was enjoying it, uh, pretending it was summer for a couple days and really enjoying it. But uh, I guess it had to come to an end. A little early for 80 degrees yet. But uh, man, was it awesome. It really was. Uh, anyway, before we get started, I want to uh, let everybody know to please subscribe, like, rate, review, follow. All those things help out so much. Uh, things have uh, changed a lot, I guess, with um, the platform. And uh, things have been taking a weird turn. Uh, people not getting notified when new episodes are out. All that sort of stuff that everybody's pretty familiar with if you follow these kinds of podcasts. And so I uh, want to make sure everybody is checking it out. And uh, I'll keep up updating it but uh, if there's no way for me to uh, do that it makes it uh, very difficult and it looks like that's what's going on apparently i've opted out of things that i never opted out of and uh, all that fun stuff so uh we'll uh <clears throat> we'll keep working on that end and see what's uh, going on but uh safe to say that uh someone or some ones uh really don't like what we talk what i talk about on here and that's um you know that's par for the course these days but anyway we will get into this uh very interesting so a lot of people are having an issue with uh the uh pentagon uh leaks well it's not really pentagon it'd be uh just secret documents transmissions whatever that were leaked and uh the story is bizarre on its face it is bizarre and there's a lot of people going well i don't believe it and to the point um there is a lot to question, and you should always question any of these stories coming out. So apparently this was a uh, 21-year-old uh, Air National Guardsman who was working in and around a skiff. Now, here's the thing. If he's working there, from the way I understand it, from all the people that have been interviewed and talked to, then yes, he would have top-secret clearance. Now, all these kind of things are compartmentalized. And people need to know what that means. That means if you are not part of that particular operation or that, that it's not in your purview. In other words, if uh, you are in the Air Force and they're talking about something to do with, uh, you know, the Coast Guard, 
um, that's, you know, super top secret, then you're going to know nothing about it. That is the point. It's compartmentalized. And the reason it's done that way, obviously, is the less people that know about something, the less worries you have about it getting leaked. And so there's a lot of people questioning, wow, this guy not only uh, would have access to what seems to be a wide array of intelligence that would not normally just be one person. And so a lot of people are saying, well, he's probably, you know, somebody else is on the inside. Somebody's sending them this stuff. Uh, but it wasn't like printed out because you can't do that from the way I understand how a skiff works. You go in, you see the intelligence, you look at it, you leave. You can't take anything with you. It's not like you can carry your cell phone in there and take pictures or a, or a thumb drive or anything else that you could you know download or anything like that. It just doesn't work that way. Even if you could sneak it in, uh, sneak a thumb drive or something crazy in there, there's nowhere to put it. Okay, they, they these things are set up to be <clears throat> beyond secure. Okay, I mean, there is a reason for doing this. This stuff is highly sensitive. So, for him to have the actual paper documents is what people are saying is very strange. And you can find that strange. I don't know honestly what to think uh, about the whole thing right now, except for the problem I don't trust the FBI. And what's even crazier about it is the DOJ or Department of Defense or the FBI, none of these people actually tracked this guy down. It was actually the media who tracked this guy down. Now, apparently, this had been going on for a long time. Now, <clears throat> when you think of security leaks and stuff as we would know them, spying some epic battle between you know the u.s and russia or the u.s and china and communism versus capitalism and ideologically bent people working on things and the way this story plays out is more like a guy that played minecraft on discord uh was bragging about his position and what he had you know what he saw and what he was privy to and that uh, he didn't trust the government because he saw that they were lying. Now that is to me, honestly, a pretty honest response to what has been going on for quite frankly, a very, very long time. And honestly, this kind of information that was leaked that there are U S special forces on the ground in Ukraine and that, you know, what is actually going on in Ukraine, some of the raw data, the, um, you know, real numbers <clears throat> were in these. And of course, everybody freaked out about it. The problem I have with all of it is the fact that that's a lot of things that the American people should know. Number one, you are doing all this in our name with our money. And I hate when people get up and say, well, this is not for public consumption. The public doesn't need to know about this. Well, I differ. I beg to differ because you're doing it in our name and with our money. And people say, well, you know, no, I mean, it's not just tax money. You know, what are you printing it? Because we pay for that, too. I don't know where people get this delineation now that suddenly the government is separate from the people. And that's where the real problem comes. And that's where there's a big ideological bent in this country, whereas people like myself say, no, we are the government. We are funding all this. We own all this because it's our money and done in our name. We want to know what the hell you're doing. And so 
<clears throat> in that regard, now, should someone go in and, you know, release secret documents and secret plans that could get people killed and reveal sources and all that? No, that should not happen. I understand the reason for security. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a lunatic or an idiot. I understand the reason for security. The problem is this is not as much of a security issue as it is lies and cover-ups. And if you can you imagine if you were this guy, and I can imagine it myself because I, I've seen things and been like, wow, I absolutely know that's not true. And you go home and you hear stuff like, well, here, I'll just play this for you. Uh, when you hear stuff like this. What the Russians didn't understand was that they were going into the lion's den. That kind of, of what, we, what we would say in the military, um, this force multiplied made the Ukrainian army quite literally unbeatable. They are winning. Russia is going to lose this war. Every last person has said exactly what Malcolm just said. They're going to win this war. It's not a matter of if, uh, but when. So imagine hearing that all the time and hearing how, you know, all this is going on. But you're getting to look. You're seeing intelligence come in that says, Wait a second, this war isn't going anywhere near what they're saying. They're saying it's, um, you know, they're they're beating them back easily and, and all this stuff. And that's not what's going on. On top of that, you have reports coming out that no one's paying attention to that <clears throat> in some of these documents that he leaked, apparently, was the fact that it looks like that American taxpayer dollars funneled through Zelensky in Ukraine is purchasing the fuel they need to keep this war going from Putin. Which should raise about a million red flags and somebody go, oh, wait a second. The hell are you talking about? Can you imagine? And people go, you know, if people don't understand that, think how insane that is. That's like uh, World War II, us calling over to Hitler and be like, hey, uh, hey, pal, our tanks, they're a little low on fuel right now. How much you guys got? Can you imagine that? Or vice versa. The Germans are getting pushed back into Germany across the Rhine and going, hey, hey, listen, our tanks are getting a little low on fuel. How much do you guys have over there? Could you swing us some? I mean, we'll pay you for it. That would be insane. But that's some of the stuff that's that's coming out. And it's it really is crazy. So this guy's seeing it and he knows that the American people are being lied to. And of course, you know, as 21st century as it can be. He is on a social media type platform and he has buddies and, you know, these guys are going, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I know you're seeing all this stuff. Yeah. And he, you know, obviously wants to be cooler. He wants more recognition as we do these days and have for a while now since the advent of social media. We've gone so far over the edge with narcissism. It is insane. And so he decided to prove it. Now, what I have a problem with is how did he get the actual documents and get them home? Like it still blows my mind. Something stinks here. There's others involved obviously. And of course that's never going to come out, but uh, it is really strange because this, this kid, of course he broke the law and so did many others. The ones you don't hear about now, whatever happened to Alexander Vindman? He leaked the, uh, Trump phone call with Zelensky. Now, that's top secret. 
That's stuff that he's not supposed to reveal. Anything happened to him? Was there a raid? Well, no, because it helped the intelligence state. It helped the permanent Washington. They wanted rid of Trump. So there is no uh, manhunt. There is no uh, punishment. None of that. So the the two sides to this are very, very... Uh, very insane because you know Vinman was called a whistleblower. Now, did he do the same thing that this guy did? Same crime, same crime. Although he's still in the military, he's still in intelligence, and he's still working. This guy's going to jail for a very, very long time. Edward Snowden, remember him. I mean, he is on hiatus in Russia. He leaked the fact that the CIA under the Obama administration was spying on every American and said exactly how they were doing it, how they're collecting it, and they're keeping it on everybody. Uh, he can't leave Russia because he'll be thrown into a deep, dark hole for a very, very long time. And, of course, everybody remembers what happened to Julian Assange, who probably will die in exile because of leaking things that made the Democrats look bad in permanent Washington. Now, it's not just Democrats. I mean, it was in the, those two cases, but there's a lot of people on the other side, a lot of the uh, more of the Cheney ilk that get exposed in all these things, too, because they're permanent Washington. They are part of the uniparty, if you will who are just uh, some of the worst people on earth that uh, really, really need uh, to get the hell out. Let's just put it that way. But here is CNN explaining why this guy is not a whistleblower. He is evil. He's terrible. Um, and they add a lot of extra stuff. Now, what are the other things? I mean, he could be worse than Osama bin Laden. That's basically what you're going to come away with. The Washington Post, as you know, reviewed video of this suspect yelling racial and anti-Semitic slurs. Is this a dangerous person? Really? Uh, why hasn't any of that been released, by the way? Now, of course, you got to paint him in a certain light because he exposed the Uniparty and he is exposing them for what they're doing and what, you know, lied about. So what's the first thing they go to? They didn't go to, you know, who he was or anything else. They say he's a racist bigot. Well, really, I mean, are there video? You said there's video of this. And so the explanation comes down that, yeah, well, you know, while he was on Discord playing video games, he had some, you know, derogatory marks or whatever. I have no idea. I haven't seen any of it. And we're just going to trust the uh, Washington Post for that? I think not. I would trust my dog speaking to me um, who can't talk more than I would trust the Washington Post because at least the dog won't lie. All they will do is lie. But anyway, we'll move on. And this uh, uh, air guardsman who's now been taken into custody had talked about being a gun enthusiast, had been at gun ranges. He's obviously a member of the military. And he right. You think he's been to gun ranges? He went to basic training, you dipshit. Of course he's been to gun ranges. He's very, he should be fairly proficient with a firearm considering uh i don't know what what's he do for a living oh sorry he's in the military so i'm pretty sure he doesn't have a problem with guns and i'm pretty sure he's been to quite a few gun ranges does that mean that he's uh suddenly evil but they this is how they paint everything 
It's always the slant. They can't just say, hey, this is a 21-year-old kid who played video games and wanted to be cool for his friends, so he did this. Is it wrong? Yes. Is he going to go to jail for a long time? Yes. You don't have to color it, but these people can't stand not to color it. He's the big guy in the scene. Somehow he has access to this kind of information, and that makes him even larger. A person who thinks they know better than everyone else, they're smarter than everyone else in their view. You mean you? This is a 21-year-old man. He's described as a gun enthusiast. Um, feels like, in some of these descriptions, somebody who's maybe hungry for power. Hungry for power. Coming from a media machine that does nothing but crave power. You want to call this guy hungry for power? I don't think he was hungry for power. He didn't try to extort anybody with this information. He didn't try to leverage it to move himself up. He wanted to be cool for his group of friends on Discord. That's not somebody looking for power, people. That's someone looking for recognition of some kind. For people to look at him like he's cool. Is it a sad reason to do this? Yeah, it is. I also don't think there's probably a lot of spies from around the world playing Minecraft in their private gamer on Discord. It doesn't make it any better because, yes, it's out there and somebody could find it. Obviously, that's a problem. But let's not paint it any more than what it is. The guy wanted attention. He wanted to show that he was cool. And unfortunately, I think society has set this up with making everything about influencers. And, of course, social media, as everyone knows, has denigrated our society. And this is what you get. You get people doing something this insane and over the top. And you say, well, that is really crazy and out there. Is it more crazy and out there than some of the crazy videos you see of people like risking their life doing crazy stunts and stuff for clicks? Probably not. He just took it in a different direction. Unfortunately, a very destructive uh, direction for his life. But he can't say that it's all bad because we needed to know that there were boots on the ground in Ukraine. Because a lot of people including myself, I've been wondering this for a while. Like, are they going to put boots on the ground? Are you sure they're putting all this military equipment in the field and we have no one there, no one around to show anybody how this works? Like, it made no sense whatsoever. And there was a terrible suspicion that there were. And if you want to know how damaging this stuff was, I mean, this went on for years, apparently, and no one cared till this last little bit when it they started exposing some stuff about Ukraine is when people freaked the fuck out. Because apparently this has been going on for a while and no one paid attention and no one cared. And now you'll see this is how you know that it's really, really uncovering something that the party in charge does not want. Listen to John Kirby freak the fuck out about it. Confirming the validity of the documents. This is information that has no business in the public domain. It has no business, if you don't mind me saying, uh, on the pages of, uh, of uh, front pages of, of newspapers or on television. It is not intended for public uh, consumption, uh, and it should not be out there. Because it proves that you're liars and you're doing things in the name of the American people that they have no idea about that does not benefit them. See, there's where I draw the line. Say you're in, again, go back to World War II. 
You're not going to leak battle plans or information sources because that directly affected the American people to win that war. This does not directly affect the American people. And if we are doing things, yes, you don't want to give advance notice of a battle or a movement, obviously, or reveal sources. But things like, oh, yeah, by the way, we put special forces on the ground along with the UK and, and I'm guessing Germany are on the ground fighting Russia. That means we're in a hot war. Direct conflict with American soldiers and Russian military. That's not only something we need to know. That's something that uh, is illegal. And of course you're freaking out about it because you just skipped over a huge part of the Constitution. You, you just skipped over it. And you thought you could skip over it and get away with it. And that's why you're freaking out because is that a huge violation? You're damn right it is. You don't have authorization for that. Authorization comes from Congress. You didn't ask them. And you're making unilateral moves that, yes, will affect the American people if the war broadens. So, and it is affecting their life daily through not only fuel prices, but inflation. And you keep printing off this money and sending it over there. And not just that, you're sending weapons that now have to be replaced. So now you're going to print more money to replace those weapons. It's directly affecting the American people. So, yeah, we need to, we need to have this out there. So whatever you think about this guy, I, I just have a hard time believing just from the way I understand it. Like I said, I listen to a lot of interviews of people that are in the military. Uh, some people are saying, oh, well, he's just a stooge. He's just a patsy. Uh, no, I believe he actually did you know post it and everything else um and did he have access to this sort of information yes uh having access enough to be bringing it home uh that's uh, that's just weird from the way i understand it that is very bizarre uh to have physical copies of these papers and be bringing them home in real time that's that's really crazy. Maybe we'll find out more. Maybe we'll find out what's going on. Uh, to have this broad range of information available to him, again, send some red flags for some people. I've listened to all different sides of this argument. So, you know, more will come out. And no, I don't mean by, you know, the mainstream media. It will come out. Anyway, <clears throat> but don't worry. Our fearless leader, our fearless leader traversed the Atlantic Ocean, to visit our dear friends in Ireland. And don't worry, they're very secure. They only, you know, dropped top secret papers on the ground in Ireland. Yeah, they didn't need a super secret squirrel uh, spy to uh, do anything. They literally just dropped Biden's travel plans, which are high, high, high top secret. Uh, information of what the president's movements, the routes, all that kind of stuff. That's all, you know, beyond top secret for a very good reason. You don't want the, I mean, when the president's out of the country or even in the country, all that stuff's very hush hush. Um, but they just dropped them on the street in Ireland. So they're, they're top notch when it comes to security and, and information. I mean, they are premium. Uh, Joe Biden decided to not only, embarrass us but 
pretty much embarrassed the world. And what's crazy is, uh, yes, I do spend time on Twitter. It is a hellscape most of the time. But there uh, saw people just like, man, you know, it's so great to have Joe Biden as president. He goes over and they applaud him. And they all laughed at Trump. I'm sorry, I don't remember them laughing at Trump. The only thing that I saw uh, Europe laughing at Trump is when he told Germany that, hey, if you keep getting close to Russia, you're going to get burned and you're going to be screwed over and be freezing to death in the winter. And uh, what happened this year? Somebody want to somebody want to refresh um, what happened? Oh, it happened. Oh, OK. Well, I mean, but they laughed at him. Well, he was right. And they look like jackasses now. But anyway, he went over to Ireland to regale them with the same old tired stories and same old crap. Here we go. Indicate just how deeply invested your success in your success. The people across the United States are. Oh, and those yeah. of you who've been there know it. Oh, yeah. You know it. I'm not making this up. This is real. This not is, making it up. It's almost people can taste it. You walk into my office in the in the Oval Office in the United States Capitol. Wait. Guess what? 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 You know who founded and designed and built the White House? Yeah, An Bob. Irishman. Bob did. Oh. Bob the Irishman. Um, a couple things there. Um, apparently, you can taste it. We're so close with Ireland. You can taste it. Um in fact, I'm not sure that we ever make a move without Ireland. I mean, Ireland is the linchpin that, you know, we we worry about. Uh, I am Irish heritage myself. Um, Ireland's a fine place, I guess. Um, I don't know what the hell this is other than just silly pandering. I don't know. Uh, but then uh, he said his uh, Oval Office was in the uh, Capitol building, which I'm guessing they moved it for Biden. Or maybe he has no idea which building's which anymore, which is quite possible. I think well, we're going to go with the latter, that he has no idea what building he's walking into. Um, but uh, last I checked, they kept the Oval Office in the White House. Um, later on, he mentions the White House. But um, apparently, they just picked the office up, probably just cut it out and took it over to the Capitol building. Because that's where everything's really secure. Here we go. Not the Irish. No, not, not the joke. I to be with... I don't want to ruin the reputation, but the Carnage are relatives. <laughs> Xi Jinping, I've spent more time with him than any world leader has over the last 10 years. And over, they keep a meticulous count, as the former Tishik will know. And uh, over now, uh, 87 hours worth. And I was in the Tibetan Plateau with him. I traveled 17,000 miles and then China. Over okay, I want you to remember that real quick. He's telling the story. Now, he tells the same story. Uh, the next day at a different uh, meet and greet, whatever, glad handing event in Ireland. But you'll notice, I want you to notice, he just said he spent 87 hours with Xi Jinping and it's always the 17,000 miles he traveled with him all over China. I hope he knows. I'm, I'm You know what? We should pull a leftist uh, fact check on him and just uh, pull one of those that, did you know that you can travel across China? It's not 17,000 miles to cross China. I mean, we could pull one of those, but anyway. Um, <clears throat> he traveled 17,000 miles with Xi Jinping, 87 hours, and he was on the Tibetan plateau where Xi Jinping asks him, ask him, asks him, listen to me, asks him to define America. So we'll hear this. Years. And uh, he asked me, he said, can you define America for me? And I can say the same of Ireland. I said, yes, I can. I said in one word, possibilities. 
campaigning for president. Okay. So there you got it. 87 hours. He was with Xi Jinping more than any other world leader, which I'm not sure why you brag about that. I don't want the American president spending a whole lot of time with Winnie the Pooh and uh, communist dictators. So, I mean, really, I, I don't know why that's a badge of honor, but apparently it is for Joe Biden. It's a badge of honor. He hung out with Winnie the Pooh and they went 17,000 miles all over Asia. I'm not sure what they were doing. Uh, but I do know business deals sometimes take a while to hammer out. So, you know, <clears throat> some of that could be a problem. Uh, but anyway, he was on the Tibetan plateau and Xi Jinping looked out over the Tibetan plateau and said, define America, dude. What's up with America? I, I mean, the story has been debunked over and over and over again, but he just keeps telling it. And it's silly, but it is going to come back in a minute. And some of the numbers are going to change. But here is him. This is the most bizarre story. And people in the, like, I guess in the House of Commons or, or Congress, whatever they have in Ireland, I'm not sure. It's Europe. I have no idea what kind of government they really have. Oops. I mean. I stay up on Irish politics every day. What are you talking about? First thing I do every morning is check out uh, Irish politics. No, I don't. I don't know. I know the, the UK has a House of Commons. I don't know. They probably have something similar to it, some sort of Congress or congressional body, some form of that, I'm sure. Anyway, uh, he's telling the story in front of them, which uh, I'm sure you'll find very riveting and uh, very meaningful. And I was out in Colorado, uh -huh. and I was yeah. with a man whose family had been, he was a former senator, yeah. a man whose family had been in the United States <laughs> since the conquistadors oh. for generations. Oh, okay. And he kept, and there were a whole lot of people standing across a refurbished rail, rail station, station. Rail station yeah. in, in western, western eastern. Uh, excuse me, in eastern Colorado. <laughs> Look at him looking over there like you believe this. <laughs> on the other I side. think it was in east central, or maybe just central I mean, what's it matter no one knows the damn story what's it matter if it's eastern or western nobody's going to know no one's going to fact check you and be like oh well no possibly this fake story took place in western colorado not eastern or maybe in eastern colorado not in western it's just so dumb uh that he gets hung up on that but this story gets really bizarre and you'll notice there's no reaction from the irish uh whatever congregation he's speaking to because it is a bizarre story. And he kept saying, now, Joe, remember, remember, these people are not, these are my people. They're Hispanic. They're not used to being taken. You got to show respect in Syria. I said, I understand. And he kept, kept it up. And finally, I turned him and said, God's truth, this refurbished train station. We got that. Thank you. It had like linen kind of wallpaper on it. Oh, my God. And about every 20 feet, there was a brass plaque that said, no Irish allowed. I said, I get it. I get it. Well, I'm glad you get it because I don't get the point of the story. Do you get the point of the story? I, I don't. You're speaking to people in Ireland and you're talking about the Hispanics are racist in Colorado or they were racist in Colorado against Irishmen. I, I, but I get it. I get it. I'm glad you do. Because that's a couple minutes of my life wasted that I can't get back. What the hell was the point of the story? Nobody knows. And he doesn't know. He just told a stupid story. Now, is any of it true? Probably not. Because I can't imagine that there is a, a train station, a refurbished train station, in eastern, possibly western 
Colorado that has a bunch of plaques that says no Irish allowed. I, I, I don't know. Maybe there is. Maybe we'll have to visit and find out and we'll find the dude that was a senator who uh, his family's been here since the conquistadors, apparently. I have no idea who apparently is a blatant racist because he's talking to Joe Biden. And, you know, I didn't know that Joe Biden was a well-known Irish American. I just thought he was a well-known buffoon. Uh, but this is what we're getting. And, and seriously, we're getting people tweeting and, and just, oh, it's so great. We have such a great president. No way they really love him in Ireland. And they see dollar signs because they're like, man, this guy is out to lunch. Imagine what we can swindle him out of. Man, this guy's an idiot. I mean, listen to these stupid stories he's telling. I'm surprised he didn't break out corn pop or roaches and kids sitting on his lap and all that crazy, just dumbassery that he always comes up with. But uh, he did have one more. And here we go. We got to tell the same story again. This is after the train station uh, story. This was the next day or a couple days after the first one. He retells the story. Not only has th facts changed, but he gets very, very aggressive. He goes zero to 60 in, like, no time. This is my greatest regret. Oh, no, this I is the one. sound like a kid, but my mom. I screwed up. I forgot this clip. This is where he's talking about uh, his grandfather. Was really worried about Joey. My greatest regret. Was he looking for my grandfather Finnegan. Who was uh, an Irish American whose uh, uh -huh. grandfather was Owen Finnegan, who made the effort. And he was a uh, great athlete. Uh -huh. Went to Santa Clara University, and uh, he was a newspaper guy on the business side. And I never understood what he meant when he said, Joey. Joey? I worry about you. Oh, his granddad. Oh, yeah, it's not his dad. I said, Pop, what do you worry about? He said, You're too much. You're too much. Like that guy too much. Who, like that, led the revolution. That guy who led the revolution. He said of the guy who was the prime minister. I said, who's, what? He who? said, you got to be less like <laughs> the military yeah. guy. Uh, they what? shot him. <laughs> so, uh, again, I don't know the point of that story, and neither does he, and I don't believe his grandfather told him that, Joey, uh, Worried about you, you're too much like a revolutionary. You need to be more like a politician. Yeah, I have highly doubt that any of that ever occurred, of course. It's just like a story. Joey, they love each other. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sure that's what was said in 1960s uh, rural uh, Vermont. Delaware, sorry. Rural Del Delaware. Rural De Delaware in the 1960s, they were like, ah, oh, Joey, Joey, they just love each other. That's why there's two guys in suits making out. Yeah, that that never happened, obviously. And, and this obviously never happened. But they said, oh, you got to be more like the politician. Uh, don't be like that, uh, that guy, the other guy, you know, the guy and the military guy. No idea what he's talking about. He doesn't. I don't. Uh, but they shot him. So you don't want to be like that, Joey. Um. Being more like a revolutionary, uh, you know, no one would have ever thought that of Joe Biden, but uh, his presidency has been pretty radical. So uh, maybe maybe his grandfather Finnegan, you know, uh, knew something we didn't. Anyway, I'm going to take a quick break. I'll be right back. And we're back. So um, 
<clears throat> we're going to hear this story again about Xi Jinping. And I had to pull this off of a show that was doing it because I couldn't find it just standalone. They had it with everything else. So uh, a little extra talking in it or whatever. But uh, this is him telling the same story, but we're going to get some different numbers. Any world leader has over the last 10 years. Wow, wow, that's great. We're all this really guy's not impressed. over, uh, over 91 seven. hours of just one on one conversation. 91 hours now, it was 87 hours just a couple days before that, but now we're up to 91 hours. We're 91 hours with Xi Jinping and uh, still 17,000 miles. 68 in person, I've traveled 17,000 miles with him. 17,000 miles through with him. Asia, with him. primarily through China. Oh, okay. oh, through Asia and China. He once asked me on the Tibetan Plateau, he said, can you define America for me? Yeah. It's the God's truth. <laughs> that means it's a lie? I said, yes, I can. Possibilities. In one word. Yeah. Okay. Is it possibilities? But if you asked me what Ireland could have said the same thing. Okay, we're going to uh -huh. go to zero to one 60 word. here. Here we go. Possibilities. Uh-oh. We believe anything is possible. We set our mind to it, and we do it together. Whoa. This is the United States of America and Ireland. There's nothing beyond our capacity <laughs> if we do it together. And we got to believe that. we got to yeah. know that, yeah, yeah. because we that's the history it. of both our countries. Yeah, so uh, I had to pull that because not only did he change the numbers, now it's 91 hours, 68 in person, so I guess the rest of them were on the phone. But now we've just gone completely... Uh, <clears throat> off the rails to possibility and just start screaming. I have no idea what the hell that's about. Uh, and you have that, honestly, if you've been around anybody that has dementia or, um, you know, Alzheimer's or anything, just emphasize the wrong thing, uh, irrationally angry suddenly. But, uh, and again, he's reiterating the same thing. It's us in Ireland, man. We're, I mean, ride or die United States and Ireland, which I, I don't get, I, you know, Ireland's fine. I have no problem with Ireland. Um, well, I guess I shouldn't, um, you know, again, very Irish heritage, but, um, I'm an American. So, uh, and I don't understand the ride or die with, uh, Ireland or I guess Ireland, as Obama said about so many countries, uh, they punch above their weight. You know, they, they really punch above their weight. <clears throat> no idea. But, uh, yeah, apparently that's the new thing. Uh, only, only United States and Ireland, if those two together, it doesn't matter what else you do. You can ride for a million miles with Xi Jinping, everything else, but, there's only possibilities if it's the U.S. and Ireland, apparently. So, uh, very, very, uh, very unique. Uh, wow. Just, <laughs> I don't know. What the hell? But uh, just a few days ago, I guess it was last weekend, um, Biden was asked by good old Al Roker if he was going to run for president again. Uh, I guess Joe didn't hear him the first time or the cue cards weren't up because we get some mumble, bumble, garbled nonsense. Uh, here you go. Check this out. That, uh, that you would be uh, taking part in uh, our upcoming election in 2024. Well, I'll either be rolling an egg or you know, being the, the, you know, the guy who's pushing them out. Come on. What? I'll be rolling an egg or the guy pushing them out. What? The Huh? The... Oh, okay. Let's try that again, Joe. Let's just see what the hell you said. Taking part in uh, our upcoming election in 2024. Well, I'll, either, I'll, either, I'll either roll an egg or you know, being the, 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 you know, the guy who's pushing them out. Come on. What the fuck was that? I have no idea, but I'm sure he's fine. I mean, 
as all the people online were saying, I mean, just amazing to have this guy as our president because he's just so with it and so respected around the world. Uh, but uh, finally, uh, Al Roker does uh, get him uh, onto a cogent answer, I guess, uh, sort of. Oh, okay. You're running. Didn't you just announce it? If you said you're planning on running, but you can't announce it yet, but you just announced it. I mean, yeah, who knows? All right. Um, boy, I am so glad, uh, so glad that uh, we are where we're at. Um, so we had the uh, shooter in Nashville a couple weeks ago. Uh, still haven't got that manifesto. And then we had the insurrection at the Tennessee State House uh, where they um, <clears throat> were protesting uh, not being able to uh, castrate or chemically castrate or uh, mutilate uh, children's genitals uh, or, you know, you know, sterilize children that uh, the government there decided that that was a bad look. It's a bad thing to do, which is uh, definitely, you know, something way out on the fringes. I'm sure that most Americans just find that just appalling, right? That maybe we shouldn't uh, give chemicals to children to uh, sterilize them. And maybe we shouldn't castrate uh, little boys or uh, mutilate little girls. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Um, that seems to be a crazy talking point. I know. I know. It makes me crazy radical. Um, but, uh, of course, there were three, uh, three members of the Tennessee uh, government there that were kicked out. Uh, and that really pissed off uh, the Veep. So she went down to Nashville to uh, help out. It wasn't about the three of these leaders. It was about who they were representing. It's about whose voices they were channeling. <laughs> whose voices they were channeling? I understand that. And is that not what a democracy allows? They can say whatever they want. Nobody said they're going to say it. We're not a democracy. Coming from you? That's a big statement. With us. That's what you do. That's what the left does. Okay, so, uh, boy, talk about not being self-aware. That is seriously not self-aware. What have they been doing to all the uh, parents that have been showing up at school boards? And what do they do to all the people like myself where they just say, oh, well, you can't say that. You, We're going to have to shut off your microphone. We're going to have the FBI investigate you. Uh, she says that's not supposed to happen because the people uh, led an insurrection that tried to go in and stop a vote from happening. Now, you can't do that. You can't do that. We heard about that, that that is a terrible, terrible insurrection, worse than 9-11 or Pearl Harbor put together when some people, you know, protested at the uh, Capitol on January 6th. We heard that was the worst attack ever in American history. There's nothing that ever compares to that. But if it's just at a local state level, that's just democracy. You're allowed to do it. I just don't understand. But anyway, uh, we got to know one of the um one of the people that were kicked out. Now, I think most of them have been reinstated now, which, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. Whatever. But uh, <clears throat> one of them, uh, we found out a little bit more about. Let's just say he has had a crazy transformation over the past few years. Uh, a very 
very interesting uh, transformation, almost borderline, what would you call it? I don't know, uh, fraud. Um, just another one of these fake people, another one of these scammer artists. It's just, uh, I get so tired of the same shit. But uh, here he is uh, way back when he was first running for a position and where he's at now. You'll notice maybe a little difference in even the way he talks. It's strange. Okay. Dustin J. Pearson, and I'm running for president of BSG. Right. There are a few reasons that we're running this campaign this year. Okay. One has to do with representation. How can we represent all voices in a conversation? I want to do this by partnering with organizations from the Boone Democrats to the Boone Republicans. I want to bring together different oh. voices, dissenting voices, voices that may be more liberal or more conservative, oh, wow. in order that what? we can reach a point of sort of the radical... Seems reasonable, middle. right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so there he was. He was running for an office there. He said he wanted to bring people together. He's speaking very well, very well-spoken guy. Seems pretty intelligent, seems well-spoken. Um, you know, uh, speaking rationally seemed really normal. And, you know, that's a guy that uh, some people would set up and take notice and be like, hey, listen, this guy seems to have his shit together. He, he looks like he's together. He's not speaking crazy. He's he's talking about, you know, more of a moderate stance, bringing the two sides together. Really, uh, really seems like a, a, a really good situation. Uh, then something happened. Uh, it's very odd what happens to him. Uh, oh, wait. And gun lobbyists might win. Oh, wait, who's this? But, oh, that was good news for us. <laughs> I don't know how long this Saturday in the state of yes. Tennessee might last. Yes. But, oh, we Is he mocking Martin Luther King Jr.? We've got good news that <laughs> wow. Sunday always comes. Um, the fuck was that? Now, see, this is where it gets to really be absurd and ridiculous. It's one thing to change your stance or your opinion on something. Be like, well, you know, I had this uh, experience or I've researched this or whatever, and I've changed my stance on it. And this is my new uh, opinion or my new stance on things. Okay. Whether I agree with you or not, you've changed the way you uh, look at things. Okay. But did it cause you to start speaking weird? Like that doesn't happen. That That's not how that works. I honestly, that is just bizarre. And I think it slaps in the face of who he is mimicking, because obviously he's trying to mimic Martin Luther King Jr., because this guy is such a fraud. He has no personality of his own that he is now faking a whole speech pattern. It's, it's bizarre. And what's even more bizarre is the fact that the man that he is mimicking, if he were alive today, would probably smack the hell out of him and ask him what the hell is wrong with you. What would you think? You think that Martin Luther King Jr. would have been okay with children's sex changes? Is that really a position that you, you think would be um, popular with a Baptist minister? Is, is there something wrong with you? I mean, how would you ever square that circle? You couldn't. But this is okay. 
This is okay. This is this is normal. They just act like nothing's going on. Now, if somebody did it on the other side, then that would be blackface. That would be prejudicial. That would be uh, being an Uncle Tom. Or they would come up with a million slang uh, slanders against the person and destroy their life. And I'm not saying that that would be wrong because it's just stupid. But the problem is they get away with it all the time. I mean, how many times has Biden, he's, he's been everywhere, done everything. You know, he was Puerto Rican one week and then he was, you know, now he's in Ireland. So he's playing up his, his grandfather Finnegan and, and all that. And, you know, it's just on and on and on. Then he marched in the civil rights and then he lived in a slave state and then he fought corn pop. And, you know, they just let this go on. You know, you had uh, Hillary who changed every couple minutes, you know, you have AOC. I played her a few weeks ago who at one point says, you know, oh, it's, you know, she's you know, a rich kid from the suburbs. And now suddenly she's like, it's okay if you want to uh, wash dishes or fold clothes for people to buy. And it's like, why are you talking that way? What is wrong with you? I mean, all these people are so fake. They're so fake. And that was one of the reasons, and this is, I want people to understand this very well. One of the reasons that people really liked Donald Trump, whether you like him or hate him, wherever you fall on that spectrum, the one thing people said, well, you know, he's a buffoon, he's a liar, and he does embellish. But everybody's known that ever since Donald Trump's been around. He's always involved in the greatest and best and all that. I mean, the man has golden toilets, for Christ's sake, okay? Ego is not a, uh, not a, uh, a strong suit, we'll say. Um, but he would go to the middle of... Queens, and he could go to the middle of Oklahoma. He would not change one thing about who he is. He would show up in a suit because that's how Donald Trump dresses. Doesn't matter if he's on a farm in the Midwest, if he's on the beach in Florida, or if he's in the middle of the woods in the Northwest, he's going to wear a suit. And he's going to speak the exact same way. Now, like or hate his positions, the one thing you can say is he's just honestly him. He's just always going to be him. Whether you hate that or not, he's just going to be himself. And that's what appealed to a lot of people. They didn't feel so patronized, so shit on by these people that show up and, you know, pull the Hillary Clinton you know, all of a sudden, you know, I'm no ways near tired, all that bullshit. You know, people get sick of that. It's it's absolutely insane. Speaking of insane, people have gone off the deep end. There's still repercussions from this whole shooting in Nashville. Uh, here is a preacher. Now, I don't know. They say it's a preacher. I You know, I have to disagree. I grew up under, you know, very religious circumstances, and I knew preachers very well. So I kind of have a problem uh, throwing that term around uh, for somebody who's obviously just, oh, I don't know what the hell this is. But here is a minister who apparently is some form of the alphabet mafia. I don't know what spectrum or what flavor they fall under. Uh, comparing the shooter 
mind you, to Jesus. I kid you not. Here you go. We're looking for any excuse, valid or not, to crucify Jesus. And they found that reason. It's baffling to me that someone's existence can be so threatening that people decide they need to be controlled, that they need to have laws made against them, or even worse, that the people that they find to be so threatening should die. Yes, she's talking about the shooter. Not the children that the shooter thought shouldn't exist for being Christian. No, 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 no. I I don't know. Um, just saying, the, the way I grew up, I'm not sure how lightning didn't strike. But <clears throat> you know, that's just uh, that's just me. Um, and you have a lot of this. How did we get here? That uh, someone goes in and shoots people, and we're trying to figure out what we did wrong to the shooter. It's it's baffling. But the thing they don't talk about, the thing they don't want to talk about, is this has happened. And we went over all the instances. Uh, five, five now, I think, uh, have all been, you know, in some flavor of this uh, transition. And at some point, people are going to have to start looking at what the hell is the chemical changes you are making in these people what's it causing obviously self-cancellation it causes at a very high rate in fact the studies say that it's 40 percent, which is far above any other group of people and the problem is it's 40 percent either way whether you give them you know their care as people want to call it or not so what I think, in my personal opinion, is somebody better figure this out real quick and start figuring out how to help and not create more, more death and destruction, whether that's self-cancellation or becoming mass murderers. One way or another, we have got to fix this problem. And fixing the problem has nothing to do with guns. So we're going to just not not even get into that debate i'm not even talking about it anymore it just it makes me uh really really disgusted to even uh talk about it because it's so lame and it's so partisan in fact i i tweeted at a few people this week um <clears throat> that were on the left that are just you know out and out nutbags and they're tweeting about abortion or guns and you know i ask simple questions like hey listen uh if you are so on board with abortion then why would you oppose the death penalty like what does that say about your character what's that say about your character that you're completely fine with chemically killing a truly innocent human who hasn't done anything to anyone but you're not fine with killing a monster who has done massive damage to other people. What's that say about you? Death to the innocent, life for the monsters, and the degenerate. I, I, I don't know. Maybe some people should figure that out. Maybe it would help them out a lot. Anyway, uh, we had the uh, Bud Light controversy that's still been um, 
uh, churning. It looks like Bud Light uh, came out and actually made some sort of apology and said they never should have went here. Uh, we did have the vice president who came up with this, and this is what she had to say. So I had this super clear mandate. It's like we mm-hmm. need to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand. What does evolve and elevate mean? It means inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. It means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men. Mm -hmm. And representation is at sort of the heart of evolution. You've got to see people who reflect you in the work. And we had this hangover. I mean, Bud Light had been kind of a brand of bratty, kind of out of touch humor. And it was really important that we had another approach. Oh, okay. Well, actually, you were way out of touch. And apparently, you know, because she went there with the Bud Light was just for fratty assholes. They pulled up a bunch of uh, pictures that she had posted from her days in college at frat parties, which is funny. Uh, it doesn't really change the fact that uh, probably the biggest issue in this country right now, the biggest problem, it's not the, uh, it's not really the uh, trans movement because it's not actually a big enough form of the population to really, you know, make a huge change. Even though they're very loud, they're a very small minority of people. The ones that are making the most noise are rich white ladies, rich white women. They're the ones that are causing most of this problem. Like her. Rich white ladies from the suburbs. That think somehow, for some reason, that this is okay. And it's insane. you know. And I want to make it clear to everybody. No one cares what Dylan Mulvaney wants to do. I mean, if he truly thought he was a woman, I would guess he would change his name from Dylan Mulvaney. I would assume he's an actor. He's a grifter. He's making a shit ton of money off of this grift. So that's not really the problem. No one really cares. What people care about is when you try to force it on everybody else and say that you're celebrating his womanhood. And that's where people draw the line and say, you know what? Fuck you. No, we're done. Screw you. Get the hell out of here. We're not going down this road. We're not believing in this delusion. And that's basically where people fall. They they don't really care what, you know, Dylan Mulvaney wants to do or his videos, uh, TikToks, whatever. They don't really care. You do you. What people care about is when you start forcing it on everybody else and saying, hey, you have to recognize this as a woman. And everybody goes, no, that's not a woman. If he wants to dress up and do his thing, that's on him. And so, yeah, it's caused a big problem. Bud Light's now come out and apologized. And then you have this other weird side of this story that's coming out where you have someone right now going, hey, listen, we've really hurt them. And They've apologized now. We got to let them alone because they secretly give money to Republican candidates. Well, that's not really the point of the whole thing. That's that's not the way we operate. We're saying, no, don't do this anymore. We don't want to be involved in it. So, you know, we'll see where it all comes out. We'll see where it all lands. But that's basically it. So people can you know, wrap their head around what, what the actual problem is. Cause there's so many people going, well, you know, they just hate, um, trans people. I don't really care. Just leave children alone. 
and stop trying to sell me that it's a woman. It's not. So that's just, you know, where we're at. So what is the real thing going on? What is really going on? We've talked about this several times. We've got all these crazy, crazy things going on around the world. Now it looks like China is moving in closer on Taiwan. And of course you have people left and right. I mean, people call it the uniparty because they seem to agree on a lot of things that <clears throat> the people don't agree on at all. And the majority of people don't agree with one of them is wars. We don't want to be spending all of our blood and treasure all over the world, fighting the world's wars. Now, is there an argument to be made that Taiwan is a strategic interest to the United States? Yes, but only in the fact that we do not allow uh, the chip manufacturing that goes on in Taiwan. We could definitely do it here. It would not be an issue to do it here. They've chosen not to for whatever reason. Most of that is for a <clears throat> supposed environmental reason. But uh, I have a feeling that it has a lot more to do with being able to pay people less in a third world country to do so. Not that Taiwan's really a third world country, but they not, aren't a world superpower, obviously. But, uh, of course, they had Lindsey Graham on to talk about this, who, just uh, to say it plainly after you listen to this, Lindsey Graham's never found a war that he didn't love. Fearful that the Chinese may be setting a conditions to blockade Taiwan in the coming months uh, or weeks, and we need to respond forcefully. If they do that, we need to blockade uh, oil shipments coming from the Mideast to, uh, to China wow. and uh, let them know if you blockade Taiwan, we're going to cut off your oil. Mm -hmm. We need to train more aggressively Taiwanese forces so they can fight like the Ukrainians. Uh, mm -hmm. We need to put nuclear-tipped missiles back in our submarines. Uh, Biden won't do it. The military has asked for nuclear-tipped mm -hmm. cruise missiles to be put back in submarines like the Russians, Russians did. And we need more forces in the region. I think if you do those things, you could deter a blockade. It sounds, though, like a ratcheting up of the situation. Sure and oh, Taiwan you think? Is not fully equipped, Maybe? trained, armed, ready for this. Right, right. Uh, we don't right. want to be leading to World War III. Well, nobody wants World War III, but what kind of world do you want to live in? Do you want to live in a world where a, uh, an island called Taiwan could be taken by China? 90% of the high-end chips are made in Taiwan. They'd have a monopoly on the mm. digital economy. Do you just want to let Putin take whatever he wants in Europe? I don't want to live in that kind of world. There's no mm. reason for mm -hmm. this. Listen, I believe in a one-China policy, but I would be willing what? to fight for Taiwan. Because I want to get to a lot of other topics. Um, Chairman McCall discussed... Hold on. He just said he believes in a one-China policy. Does he have any clue what that means? A one-China policy means Taiwan is China. They are not a sovereign entity. This is what I mean when you get these guys on here. It doesn't matter if they're on the right or left. If they're in the uniparty, as you know, obviously Lindsey Graham is, part of the uh, <clears throat> failed uniparty, the, the state that is... Uh, strangling us all monetarily and and pretty soon in every other way with uh, the Restrict Act and everything else they're wanting to put through, uh, surveil and <clears throat> break our will so we can't speak. But he doesn't even understand what he's talking about. It's just a, a you get these guys that are just about sound bites. Well, I believe in the one China policy. Well, what do you know what that means? Obviously not, because you can't make that statement. You can't say. I believe in the one China policy, but I think we should have nukes to make sure China doesn't go into Taiwan. Well, that's two totally 
crazy ass things. I mean, you're getting to the point of like transgenderism right there where you still have a dick and, and claim to be a woman. Like that's literally the point. The one China means all of the their territories are one China. That's how they took Hong Kong. And that's how they'll take Taiwan. So you can't simultaneously say, yeah, I'll fight and die for Taiwan, which obviously he won't. Uh, it'll be the children of the less privileged as always. But they will die for Taiwan. But he believes in the one China policy. It's just it's bizarre. It makes no sense. So here we go. More of it. Daisha Hasni there about the possibility of authorizing force and the possibility of sending U.S. Yeah. troops to Taiwan. Do you, yeah. would you support that scenario? U.S. troops. Strategic ambiguity is not working. China, after Afghanistan, believes that the, the store is open, that you can go in and take whatever you want on Biden's watch. So the question for the Congress, should we have a defense agreement with the island of Taiwan? We don't. Should we have one? But yes, I'd be very much open to using U.S. forces okay. to defend Taiwan. Oh, my it's in our national security interest to do would. so. Okay. So he's completely fine with a hot war with China, which, you know, however you look at it, um, <clears throat> would set off a, a global war right now because we're already way invested in the war in Ukraine and we do have some special forces on the ground. Will that ratchet up? Well, it always does. If history teaches us anything, of course it will. Now you're going to have China, which China, a lot of people have stopped talking about it. China has a lot of the same financial problems we do. Do you think it's a coincidence that U.S. and China are both out saber rattling right now? A lot of these people believe the only way to get away from a huge financial collapse and to somehow secure uh, safety in their country is to lash out and have a war to get their economies up and running to try to combat a financial collapse. This has happened over and over and over. Is it a good idea? Well, hell no. It's a terrible idea. And something like this would spark literally a global conflict on a much, I mean, even a larger scale than World War II. The amount of death would be just incalculable at this point. <clears throat> and of course, you're talking about three countries, the three main countries that would be involved in this. You're talking about a two front war. You'd be fighting Russia in Ukraine. You'd be fighting China in the South Pacific. And all of us would be nuclear armed. So when do the nukes go off? Now, would they go off right away? Of course not. It would be conventional. Now, there's a lot of people who say that, you know, the Chinese are a paper tiger. And there may be a lot of truth to that. Their military is not treated especially well. Uh, a lot of their technology is retread from the Soviet Union or, you know, cheaper versions of, of stuff they've been able to steal. Which, you know, in all reality, we probably... <clears throat> would dominate but that actually backs us into a corner again because before china would let anything go downhill that far to where they're actually going to lose territory or somehow lose the the ccp well, then nukes are going to go off because at that point there is nothing more for them to lose and they want you to lose just as much as they are so honestly 
I can't really see a scenario of a win-win with starting a war. Now, I am not a person who is completely and totally like, yes, there's no reason ever that we should ever fire a missile or anything like that. But I do believe the insane engagement into pushing us into a global World War III is insane. And there really is no reason to do it. There are many ways that you could bring this down, bring the level down. The first thing you do is you bring chip manufacturing to the U.S. in a real way and ramp it up. That would be the first thing to do. And why is that? Well, then that de-incentivizes China to be as aggressive to go get Taiwan. Right now, they know they hold a lot of our medicine manufacturing, a lot of other manufacturing that we've decided not to do in this country. So therefore, they have us over a barrel. If they could get a hold of the digital economy with microchips, then they wouldn't, wouldn't have to fire shots around the world. They could just dominate it through technology. We could diffuse that, and we could diffuse it fairly quickly. I'm not saying they wouldn't still go after Taiwan because they want the territory. Of course, they would still try, but it would be a much slower process because the main objective would not be there anymore. They could not gain that much of a grip, and they would have a lot of <clears throat> bloodshed and international uh hostility coming their way with not the upside that they were hoping. So that is one way you can diffuse it. There's many ways you could diffuse all of these conflicts. Number one, you could ease the American people by producing, I don't know, more oil here. Now, there is something to be said that, yes, maybe we should look for alternative fuels and alternative energy sources. And that's all swell and fine, especially if you're talking about electricity. Natural gas seems to be a really, really clean and healthy way to do it and seems fairly plentiful. If you're not good with that, nuclear is the best. Obviously, the lowest cost in the long term, the most reliable, and would actually function to power all the things they're wanting to power. The fact that none of these are on the table lets you know that none of it has to do with the environment or actually fighting any of these battles to completion. What it is is a way to launder money through weapons manufacturers. It's a way for the people in the military industrial complex to keep making themselves filthy, stinking rich at the American taxpayer. And it's a great way for the war, the world in many ways, the world's governments to hide the fact that they've sold the citizens of their countries down the river by destroying our monetary system, most of that coming in the last couple years due to COVID, really pushed, pushed it over the edge. It was already headed there, but it really got pushed over the edge. There's many reasons that these things happen, and there's many reasons for all the distractions around it. The biggest, biggest thing that not just the U.S., but China and many other countries want people looking the other way is because they sure as hell don't want to answer the question of why they have no value in their currency anymore and things are headed to a dark place if things don't change. They've gained power through money. 
They've gained control through money, and they're not ready to give it up anytime soon. The only way that's going to happen is if people change who's in charge, get responsible people in charge, people that are not crazy lunatics like Lindsey Graham and the rest of the <clears throat> uniparty who are war hawks. They think that creating an economic boon, as they would think, with creating conflicts all over the world and manufacturing arms, if we bring manufacturing home, do our own work, produce our own energy, we would be in a much better place, similar to what we were, I don't know, just a few short years ago. Anyway, that's all for today. I'm running out of time. I will be back next week with so much more. I hope we find out more about <clears throat> this leaker and what was going on with that. And it probably will be another dark hole like the Epstein client list and the manifesto from the Nashville shooter. We're probably going to know nothing. Or even better, the uh, <clears throat> Las Vegas mass shooting that we never found shit out about. Very odd. Very, very odd. But anyway, I will be back next week. Uh, if you want to send a note, a question, a comment, an idea, whatever it is, you can do so at the website, erics-america.com. Also on Facebook at, at Eric's America Pod, Twitter at Eric underscore podcast, or you can send an old-fashioned email, ericsamericapod at gmail.com. All of it comes to me. I will be the one answering it. Until next week, just remember, it's no agenda, just America.